welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm AJ. I'm Frank. We're here with our good buddy, special guest, Star Wars correspondent, Matt Zion Bastille, out on the West Coast. What's going on, dude? Hey, guys. Always, always so nice to be with you guys. So we're back. We're talking about, uh, you know, Obi-Wan. It's been a while. We've digested it. We've thought about it. And uh, we have some thoughts. We got to talk about it. We've we've had enough time to watch it again, but we didn't. <laughs> we, we definitely could have. Um, did you watch any of it again or rewatch any part of it? Did you watch any episodes twice? No, but I, I want to. And as I was watching it, I was like, I want to watch that again just because it was so, so juicy, right? Um, but I, I haven't found the time yet to do that. Yeah, I... Uh... This was another show that I was given the okay to move forward and watch as it was happening. Um, and Megan yep. would catch like little bits and pieces here and there. So, but she's like, no, I want to watch that. I'm like, okay. So that might be something we rewatch or I rewatch and watch with her. Uh, so didn't, didn't get in time for this, this podcast, but hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Um, yeah, man, I think it just went so fast week to week. I wish I got to watch it again. I, there, I would have liked to watch the third episode, I think probably twice. I think that would have probably been a fun one to right. go, go back and, and live in for a minute. Well, and, and um, the first two episodes dropped together and it, it all like had that Mandalorian effect of like having three episodes in less than a week, um, which is really and then, cool. And then, then it's halfway over. Yeah, that that was the downside. <laughs> <laughs> it, we were, I was like trying to savor it, but also you you know you're so excited to watch the next one. It, it was really hard to do. Well, you had to really. <laughs> I I really had to savor it. Yeah, I was I watched them all every week, and then for the last episode, I was in was in France, and I was like, I'm not going to watch this on my iPad. And while I'm in France, I'm like, I'm going to wait to get home, watch it in my space, and like as soon as I got home that night, I'm like. Gotta watch this in the finale. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> and I think I'm pretty sure I avoided spoilers. I maybe saw like one, but I was like, I knew that was coming. You know, the, the, uh, I guess, yeah, I won't say yet. I guess into the spoiler world. That Darth Vader lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big spoiler. <laughs> to fight in a new hope. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things about this show, right? Like, it's all a prequel. Um, and like, I think maybe some people have some complaints, but ultimately in my mind, I'm like, this show is here because of character development. That's all it's here for. Yeah. And, and I feel like it delivers in that way. Um, because w what we wanted out of it was to see more about Obi-Wan Kenobi during his time in between and why he did what he did and how he became, you know, the mentor to Luke Skywalker that we know from, you know, 40 years ago. Yeah. And good night, everybody. Thank you very much for my podcast. <laughs> no, that's, I, show. <laughs> that, that's definitely what it's about. You know, uh, I, I have a couple of like big picture thoughts about this, but I do want to say that I did really like it. I, I think that the way that this show was made and structured, I think was super duper fun. I think, uh week to week 
it was a great experience to similar to the Mandalorian, you know, be in the big conversation of what everybody's watching and did the old game of Thrones, uh, you know, world. Uh, I don't know. I love Ewan McGregor and it's a testament that like, he's just so great in this show. And, it, you know, w- it's very different than I think the other star Wars shows, because first of all, Mandalorian, this dude's in a mask the whole time. Can't see his fucking face. Um, Boba Fett, he's sometimes in a mask. Sometimes he's just very stoic again. Sometimes he's dreaming. Uh, You know, so it's nice to, like, see a Star Wars character, like, get to have a range of emotions and really, you know, play up and do, you know, act different ways at different times of the show. Uh, And, and, you know, I wish that he could get, like, nominated because, like, it's awesome that he did it. Like, it's a cool, amazing thing that he found this and came back and I it's, think he's the standout part of it. He's he's why you're watching. Yeah, I mean, he's a top-notch A-list actor and it's so great to see him revisit such an iconic role and kind of like further develop it, right? I mean, you leap, he gets to play it for three films and, you know, you know there's more story to be told, so to pick back up where he left off and um, get to kind of explore that side of him. I think he probably thought it was pretty satisfying for himself too. Um, and it was also it's just very fan servicey, like, but they, but in the right way, right? It, it wasn't. I mean, it was pretty indulgent, but it it, it served a purpose um, for kind of bridging a gap. Yeah, I mean the whole, I mean the whole show basically is fan service. But like, so like once you get yeah. past, I mean that's a lot of these, right? Like Boba Fett, like everyone was like, oh, we want to see Boba Fett survive. And it's like, well, here you go. <laughs> but AJ, AJ, going back to, you know, how you like the structure, you know, it came out after that this was supposed to be developed as some films, right? Yes, it was. I think that that's a, you know, it's an interesting alternate universe to think about had they pushed Solo another six months or a year and that movie even did as well as it did just has not the the weight of last jedi over it and hanging over it the whole time six months after it came out i think that movie is very different and i think the world of star wars could be very different but i think that they were right to not do this as a movie i think as a show this does work really really well uh you know i don't know do you think do you think it cheapened it at all I think a trilogy of Obi-Wan would have been hard to sustain too much. And I think that yeah. you you're the level that they would have had to go to of marvelness, right? Of introducing other characters and getting you invested for those first third of the first movie. You know, I think it could have been very, very different. I don't know if they could have done the full plot as it was executed in these films this way. In this, crazy in this show me, this way. What's crazy to me is that like when they first, did that like when we were talking about writing it like that was the this arc it's not like oh they had like this was season like this season was one movie like it was like the whole thing (laughs) like like if they had more if they're like oh yeah we're gonna bring in darth maul and we're gonna like do that side of it and we're gonna you know tie more into the rebellion and that side of it like then maybe you can do it like there there would need to be like a bigger backdrop i feel like than just like studying him as a character um because like ultimately we're not talking about that many that much longer of content like six episodes like yeah that not everyone was an hour but like 
you know, it's not like we have six hours of the show, but no, ultimately it's just, it's, it's paced differently. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they could have done a trilogy. I think maybe one would have been fine. Um, yeah, a standalone movie would have been fine because I mean, it, it kind of almost plays like a movie, right? Yeah. Like if you, I think if you watched them all, it'd be one long movie. But I think, you know, there is some fluff in there. If you condense that to two and a half hours, some guy did, didn't he? Some he did. guy on Reddit did this. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it works. You could the 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 arcs there. Um, yeah, but even but even still, like I think the idea is that we want to hang with Obi Wan, you know. Yeah. In the same way that, like, when you watch the Beatles documentary, like, it's not that you're just, like, watching them, but I think what Mark Maron said is true. It's, like, you're hanging with them. Like, you're just sitting with them doing the thing. And I think you want to hang with Obi-Wan. We didn't get to do that enough. And I think that, you know, there's different f- wish fulfilly things that they're throwing in at different times now. They know that the big wish fulfilling moments can only happen so much, right? Yeah. Like you can't get Gwygon in the beginning of the show, no. right? You you gotta wait. You no. know, is he gonna? Could he be a big part of season two? I think so. Maybe. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. What I also think is very interesting is that we know that the ending of this show has changed, right? That they were originally gonna go down one route, they went down a different route at a certain point leading it to, I think, more open to having other stuff happen in the future. Do, do we know what the uh, alt ending was? Not yet. Hmm. Not yet. I don't think we'll ever know. That'll be like a Colin Trevorrow thing in <laughs> three or four years. Concept art down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think like backing up a little bit, like before the show came out, like the big question mark was like, well, what is going to, draw him off of tattooing right like there's like there's got to be something that's like worthwhile yeah <laughs> and like i don't know why none of us thought of leia <laughs> like like duh to- to- totally kept us all by surprise um so like that that makes a lot of sense um and uh, that idea almost shouldn't work right yeah because it's very similar to mandalorian and and i don't so mean similar. to i don't mean to be you know negative nelly but like it's it almost shouldn't work, but that little girl is so charming. Yeah, and she, she nailed it. She's she so was, great. She was so good. And like uh, she's so yeah. sad. I mean, like think about like you know young Princess Leia, like uh, Carrie Fisher back in the in the seventies. Like you could see her becoming that. You know, like the, this kid probably studied her. Like it's really awesome. <laughs> She's great. And I think her performance in this, like, it's definitely it's the standout. It's why I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be this is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I loved going to Alderaan. I loved going to Alderaan. Um, So there is a novel that I read a few years ago. uh, It's called Ahsoka, of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And and there is a that we see of um it's not really a spoiler we see um fuck bail organa uh with young leia on alderaan and like again you only in my visual mind of alderaan i never actually see it and there's a amount of time there like which like in the movies we never spend any time there and so to right. see it realized on screen finally was so satisfying and like but also like super heartbreaking because like 
thinking about. Yeah, they the, all die. They're the, all gonna yeah, die. Yeah, and the feel like the, they it was always just this planet that blew up, and it was like whatever. But now it's like, oh fuck, <laughs> this place is beautiful. Nope, they don't get to live. They gotta. They they have to die so the Death Star could go into operation. And then, uh, and then get blown up. <laughs> and then get blown up. Um, again and yeah, again. Uh, <laughs> okay, so have you guys thought? Did it come up to you, or have you seen people say that like each episode mirrors kind of the original trilogy and the prequels? No. That like episode one, like it starts out on a desert planet. You know, episode two, they're on that like crazy city in Coruscant and has all like the neon lights. Mm. Episode three, uh, somebody gets burned and there's a big fight. Uh, episode four um, is a rescue. Um, episode five uh, is kind of where the, the show turns, right? And then episode six is Return of the Jedi. Good job. Pretty cool. I didn't know that, but yes, yes, no, that's that's uh, very very strong. Once again, Star Wars rhymes. Yeah, it's all it's all rhyming. So I think that that's a very cool way to honor Disney to honor the prequels before they totally try to make us forget <laughs> that they exist. Um, yeah, man, I think that the retconning of the prequels would be interesting. I, I think that that uh, couple minute cut piece at the beginning of the show when you start it of the prequels like that got me feeling so nostalgic i was like wow this is incredible this is awesome and then they're like okay well good good, good job we got to do these are the new prequels let, let, let us not forget uh <laughs> that when this show started two months ago i rewatched all three prequel movies yeah i did too wait you I did, did too. you did yeah i did i think i think i watched episode three maybe just after the first episode of Obi Wan or the first two episodes, but I was like, I was right there. Like, fuck it, I'll just get the shit. Yeah, yeah. It, I it, watched episode three like a couple of months ago. I haven't watched any of them since. Sorry. I, it's crazy how how I feel nostalgic for those movies now because we hated on them for so long, but now I'm like, well, you know. Well, I mean, it's funny watching Ewan, you know, during his whole press junket, he just kept saying that he was like, you know, we made these movies for. The people at the time and now they've grown up and they've come to appreciate them a little more but at the time they were kind of shit on and i you know it don't we are those people we are we are those people i it speaks to the star wars fandom i i you know i simon Pegg. he came out he said we're the most star wars fandom is the most toxic fandom and this is from a guy who's like on record like a comedian like fully shitting on like jar jar binks like and he's even gone on and like and said he's apologized and whatnot uh, for this, the level of shit that he said. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't think we're the worst. I think we create these awesome things. Like, this show is for fans. Yeah. Like, without without people asking and wanting this, like, it doesn't exist. And I think they did it in a smart way to really get you to, to invest with, with you in. They got the most out of them they could. If you got him in a show, you yes, you'd get that amazing two two and a half hours, but you don't get those moments of you know him on the fucking butcher line. You don't get the you know the moments the of, morsels. Yeah, the little things. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad that they made it into a show. I hope that they make a second one. If they make a second one, it better be worth something. 
better be about something that they are smart enough to say this is worthy. Let's do it. Yeah. Then if they make a second one, I feel like they have to expand the canon, right? At a certain point and introduce something that I don't know, because I, you know, there's only so much time. I mean, there's a good amount of time, but, but like we know the end game there. Right. So yeah. it's like, and I don't know, there's, um, at a certain point he just kind of gives up. Right. And it's, it's kind of less interesting then until he's found again by Luke. Um, so it's like, how much more does he have until that moment? Like, I guess that would be the interesting thing. What is the ultimate thing that, you know, because he's kind of Jediing right now. So what's the thing that he really decides? Okay, now I'm done for real. I think well, that's well, well, well. But is he though? Like, because okay, think about this for a second. So if for the first ten years of his time on Tatooine, he's closed himself off from the Force, he can't see Qui Gon even though he was always there. What if the next 10 years he like maybe yeah maybe he does some active stuff but like ultimately he sees through the force that I need to be right here. I need to be right here at this time to help Luke. It's not that he's like it's not that he's like hiding. Maybe he's just being passive. Maybe he's waiting for that that red blaster door in Phantom Menace to, to open up for him to keep moving. Maybe. Yeah. I but like that, that idea. Yeah, that's good. And it, it would be definitely a more Qui-Gon Jedi approach, right? Um, which, you know, would make sense being Qui-Gon saying, you know, you saw much to learn. So that makes sense. But does that make for interesting story? Yeah. yeah. Three, three one hour, three one hour, 15 episodes like that. That yeah. could be cool. Yeah, but they're not going to, they wouldn't do that. Well, I, I think there's I think there's room for them to have these like a a quiet moment saga series season whatever um, where he really learns a lot more about the force, but also have another one that's more action packed. Like uh, the thing is, like when we first see uh, Obi Wan and Vader in A New Hope, our assumption was that they hadn't seen each other since fucking Mustafar. We now know that's not the case. And so they've left it open to be like, well, who knows how many times they've interacted? Maybe the last time that we just saw was the last time. But maybe they meet again. Who knows? But like, how many times can they like not kill each other? <laughs> right. Well, so that, that brings me to the next point of like the cat and mouse game, right? Yeah. Um, which not knocking the action sequences because I think they're probably some of the best in Star Wars history, right? That we, we saw those fights between them were super awesome and almost comic booky, but in a good way. Um, but you're right. They both kind of had so many opportunities, Vader more so, to, to put the kibosh on this and, and be done, which, you know, I don't want... It doesn't cheapen it, but it's like... Because obviously we know when it happens, but... It's like you could have done it if you really wanted to. So, like, what's the, how long do they cat mouse for? Yeah, uh, which is a, a reason why, like, they may not because that might have been enough. Right. 
I th- I don't know. I'm curious to see how they use uh, Hayden in Ahsoka. I think that will be telling of how they'll use him maybe going forward and if they can really use him going forward. And then and then that'll tell us more. But I think that the, the epic shot, I mean, the spoilers, but like definitely spoilers for the whole ending of the show. Um, the ending sequence is is really well done. And, and then, you know, I have an opinion. We'll talk about that after. But I think that the final fight with them uh, is is fun. It's also very emotional. Yeah. And it, it, you know, the shot is great. It's all, it's almost, it almost redeems the whole, whole thing. Cause the speech that he gives that Anakin get the Darth Vader gives about Anakin is that's huge. Yeah, it is. And, and for our, uh, rebels fans out there, like it's, it rhymes so much with, with that show and what happens with Vader and, and Ahsoka, which is like later down the timeline. But, um, you know, the thing that I've seen all over the internet is that Obi-Wan could break one side of the mask. Ahsoka could break the other side, but Luke was able to bring him back completely. Um, and yep. I think that that is just so cool. And, and, and to see that in live action with Hayden and like the way the voice was modulating and everything, you could hear him a little bit, but then the Vader voice, it was so well done. Right. Um, the peaking of Anakin, like just the, the last like kind of glimmer of him but really knowing that he's he's not really there anymore it's, it's so no, heartbreaking and like 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 again like me with my my clone wars and everything just like this character that has so much depth to him like i see it all there it's it's not just uh it's not just hayden playing him you know like there's just so much more and um I don't know. I feel like he brought and 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 Hayden, Hayden went on record and said that he watched all the Clone Wars and Rebels before the show, which is really cool. That's a ma- that's a major undertaking, but it's also like how cool of him to you know take that into account. Also, that had to be one hell of a shot. I mean, he's under the prosthetics of all the Vader burn shit, and then you're in the Vader suit. <laughs> on top of that, yeah, that's got to be crazy. Um. Uh, can yeah, we talk it about also, the, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it also just, you know, this search that Obi-Wan has to try to, you know, feel in the onus of killing Anakin, that weight he carried, you know, throughout, you know, post-episode three and into this, and him finally getting that closure was a, was a really uh, powerful moment for him to be like, okay, like, yeah, the thing I'm searching for actually, you know, it's it, it's done. Yep, you're absolutely right. I mean, he he can he can let go and and not feel that guilt because you know Vader admits that he's the one that 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 kills Anakin, and so he can he can let that go. It's it, it's so it's so great. I think it was interesting to see uh, like the new lightsaber shots. Right, like these are using the new LED lightsabers. They're so that, bright. They're so bright. They're very, very bright. Um, Almost you, comical. You start to think, "Wow, the Empire Strikes Back! What was going on?" <laughs> <laughs> They're low batteries. What? Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> it just like uh, illuminated like not only their faces but like the foreground and the back where like they were just like glowing orbs. I don't yeah. know, is it darker around them? I don't know. It looks so, <laughs> so cool. 
so it, cool. It was it was great. Um, yeah, I think all the performances in this show, you know, really you're watching it for you and the, the little girl who plays the the other kid. I was excited for more Kumail. I think similarly to Eternals, you know, you're kind of like, oh, Kumail's going to be in a Marvel movie. That's going to be great. And he gets shredded. And you're like, awesome. He's in it for four minutes. <laughs> he's, you know, the same thing really here. He's not even really a Jedi. No, he's not really a Jedi, but he's in it more than I think you thought. Like at, after like yeah. the first episode, you're like, all right, well, that's it. But like he's actually there more and kind of has an important role to play. So that's kind of cool. Um, I liked uh, Benny Safdie as the um, as the force sensitive right guy. That was cool. Poor poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> um, fucking like seeing some onus like with uh, Owen and and Amperu, like they were they were badass. Yes, they were awesome. It was cool to, you know, they got them back and you know. Hey, I wish they had put up a fight later in life, but it's glad, you know, they had to deal with these kind of things all the time from the Tuscan Raiders, you know, coming and fucking up their shit. So, yeah, cool. I I yeah, I thought it was nice. And, and I it also keeps Luke away from seeing not seeing the lightsaber. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, so can you, you imagine to... like how many like little details you have to think about. Um, oh my god! Huge, amazing, uh, <laughs> lots of stuff that you have to think about. Like, wait, you can't yeah, do that. You need like a, you need like a historian. Well, they they do. They have. They that. do. Yeah. Um. So I, I know we want to talk about some of the other characters, but there's one, like one more thing that I feel like is important with Ewan and Hayden. But uh, okay, the the flashback sequence when they're fighting before the Clone Wars. So the training sequence. The training sequence. Um. Obviously, we see Hayden a lot in the show, and and like I think they did a a good way. Like I feel like they justified using him, you know. Oh, definitely, yes. Uh, they did not. It was not um a cameo. Yeah, he was he was there to play and to do to do really fun, interesting stuff. Yeah, the the training sequence I think is very cool. I think it's definitely telling of, you know foreshadowing you know the kind of fights that they go on to have and it's also peak jedi this is this is what we all want you know i think yeah george lucas was right he was like people want to see people using the lightsaber at their peak ability yeah you know this is what th these are the athletes of the lightsaber world and yeah this is what we can do in 1970 let me show you what we can do now and i think there's something to be said about that uh you know, I'm curious to see as Star Wars invariably goes on, you know, will they incorporate that kind of lightsaber training as a big part of being a Jedi or whatever they're going to become to be Skywalkers or whatever they'll call them? Um, you know, I, I, that's, you know, maybe they don't. Maybe they're like, we're more peaceful now. We don't use the lightsaber as much. We just do Jedi mind tricks. Yeah, yeah we'll see. I don't know if they didn't age him. He he just felt like also kind of old, which was a bummer because I know that wasn't the intention, but I it just like, it was a little jarring to me. Yeah. Yeah. That could have looked a little better. Like, yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> um, Cause he's supposed to be, it's a, like, it'd be one thing if it was like, you know, 
this like thing that happened like right at the end of the Clone Wars or like, but then it's like, no, this is before, this is before Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's supposed to be like 20. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, um, I don't know about that. We'll see what, Hey man, it, it was cool to go back to the room. I wonder how much of that was a set, you know, mm. how much of that was a set in episode one compared to episode two. <sighs> true well i think, think that's think a, about that shit i think that's a good segue into the the point that you were making before we started this call aj what about the way the show looks and the the volume and everything yeah i just want to say that like i think for me this is the first show where i i'm seeing the that the great and powerful oz is just a guy the making of star wars in a laboratory in the volume i think is 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 specifically in a couple of the big fight sequences, you can kind of see what they're doing. And then I don't think outside looks like outside in this volume thing anymore. And I don't think that they're using it as creatively as I think maybe they did on Mandalorian, which is to do interiors and mix it and then use the ships and play with that, that kind of thing or use it for other kinds of shots. But I think that they need to get back to exteriors and they think that they need to get back outside and, you know, outside of California and like be a globe trotting force in the way that Marvel kind of is. And mm. that before the pandemic, I think Marvel, the, if you look at uh, phase three, they were globe trotting, they were all over. And now, you know, after the pandemic, obviously it's much more convenient for them all to shoot them in Atlanta or in LA. But I think it would be, I think it would behoove Star Wars to start getting back that exotic feel and bringing in more exotic locations from around the world that they can absolutely afford to fly to and be moving away from totally relying on the volume to recreate Star Wars. It's definitely just a budget thing at this point, right? I mean, this is television versus feature films, and I'm sure that earmark is different amount of money for different things, right? So there's also six episodes, some of the Marvel things, you know, are longer, so they have to keep that all in mind, you know, it's like, are they going to spend what they would spend on a feature film, which for the Star Wars films to make, those are huge, huge sums of money, you know, to get all those locations, to have crews around the world, and to shoot in all those, you know, interesting places, that shit costs a ton, so they're like, this, Absolutely, is, this but is pretty good for what they could get, you know, um, for probably the you know, $150 million budget that this, or $100 million budget that this show probably still is. I'm going to agree with you and I'm going to disagree with you. So do I think that they should go out and shoot on location and spend some more money on these shows? A hundred percent. Will it make it look a lot better and will it make it feel more like the movies and more like Star Wars used to? Absolutely. However, I think that this show is the best it's looked. I think it looks better than Boba Fett. I think it looks better than both seasons of the Mandalorian. I think the way that they, they did it was smart and that a lot of the stuff is at night. Um, and it's a little bit more in the seedy areas uh, that, you know, he's high in hiding. Whereas like Mandalorian was a lot more out in front, uh, you know, Boba Fett, like how much they're on the, like the desert. It, it always looks shitty on you know, the fucking desert planet. Like it just can't, they can't get it to look right. Um, yeah. So uh, to me, it's like any time that they have like a, a big set that that feels more like like when they're in the cavern, like, uh, you know, h hiding out uh, with the uh, 
Grand Inquisitor when they're um, when they're on the big when they're on the big base underwater at the Inquisitorious planet. It's great. It's great. And it looks awesome. And it looks great. Yeah. It's it's they they had so many different they had so many more locations in these six episodes than they did in all of the previous Star Wars television we've seen so far. Right, and, and I also think like another example of when it did look good was in Boba Fett when it's like the mini Mandalorian arc <laughs> Mando season 2.5 uh, when he goes to that really cool space station like seeing right. new things it works as soon as you try to bring us back to a place that is supposed to be familiar it just feels fake because you're not actually there yeah I'm I'm hopeful that like they can start using it in more clever ways I think that I watched the uh, the the Batman, the new Matt Reeves movie behind the special, uh, behind the scenes special features, and a lot of their shots are using the volume, but mixed in with sets, kind of like Mandalorian does. And I think that's going to be. It's definitely the future, right? We don't really have a choice now, right? They're not going to spend the money to be globe trotting anymore. But I think that they also could do it. I think that they also could justify it. And, I, well, and it's. I mean, I guess like. It's that versus like a green screen, right? Like thinking about, you know, when they were filming the last two Avengers movies, like how much of that is in front of a green screen, right? Like, sure. Like you have trade-offs, like some of the, some of those effects, like. But those, those, those movies are made over such a longer period of time, right? This is quick turnaround, you know, coming from a guy who works on these things. It's like, it's a trade-off, right? You have to find the right balance. And I think for, what they're doing and where this is living that's that's the trade-off that's what you get and then it goes back to the bigger conversation of you know is this cheapening the star wars brand like because everything your your perspective yes your perspective yes like i would say like the idea the idea of having the volume expands what star wars could do but the the sole reliance on it is not the future you know and i think that Maybe they did have more sets and maybe going back and rewatching it would have been a good idea. But to me, like the scene, especially in the third fight scene, which should be epic. It's always him like moving around about 20 to 30 feet, <laughs> like in running from shot to shot. And like, yeah, he's in a quarry and, you know, it's, it's great to me. I was like, we're in the fucking volume. We're in the fucking lab. And to me. I would like Star. I don't want to lose the specialness of Star Wars because it does mean I, I it should be special, I think. And right. it, I think if they're going to do these new shows, they it looks like I don't know. We'll we'll see how they are, like, too. Like is the location uh, chosen in universe because of their limitations on on the set? Like that's true. You know, like could could it have been instead like, I don't know, I'm just thinking about like some of the big fight scenes in the Clone Wars, like where like it's animation, so they can do whatever the fuck they want, like do whatever the fuck they want. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll. See. I don't know, man. I'm excited. I that- mean, I I think the um, well, one we just know that they're gun shy right now for feature films, right? That's that's apparent, um, and no one really knows when that's going to resurface. Um, I mean, I know they have dates on the books and stuff like that, but it kind of doesn't really mean anything because they also said, you know, they had Brian Thompson's trilogy and, you know, all these other things that were going to come out that didn't come out. And, 
you know, with the success that they're having with, you know, Mando and now Obi-Wan, they're like, well, maybe this is just the best vehicle to tell Star Wars stories right now until they, you know, until they feel like they could get it right again on the on this big screen. So transition topic, uh, what they've already said, what they said back at Star Wars Celebration and or does and or does not use the volume at all. Really? Yeah. So, so whether that's just the creatives on that, that project that, that they decided to do that and maybe maybe that, you know, the, the John Favreau's and Filoni, everyone on that team, they're just so reliant on it. They're like, well, let's just keep doing it. And and Deborah travels like, well, I'm used to it. Let's keep doing it. Um, But yeah, I mean, Andor has the potential to look excellent. And I feel like the trailer that we had does. I, I, I was super impressed with that, and it did. It felt, you know, it felt more Game of Thronesy than um, than what anything we've seen out of Star Wars so far. Yeah, I mean, Rogue One, that movie was awesome. So, like, that it feels like that universe again. So, um, yeah, they I just gotta find good. a balance. They will, and and we're here for it. You know, that's kind of the fun part too. I also think that a second season of Obi-Wan can't have Vader so much. It has to be a, d- a different kind of threat. I, uh, I would think it, ha- I would think it would have to go a different direction. I, th- I think you're right. I think, I think no Vader, probably no kids. Um, you know, maybe it's such a big looming threat. How do you just take the Vader equation away? Because we like can't, it can't be that is, they're like Doctor Evil and Austin Powers. It it, it can't be like that. It, it, it just it can't, it can't be, be like that. that. Uh, it, that's yeah, maybe yeah. why another season doesn't work because it's like everything we've known about their relationship and everything we've seen has they're tied together, right? You can't just be like, is Vader going to just stop looking for Obi Wan? Mm. Does he just give up? I mean, maybe but that's it what se- we it see. It seemed like the Emperor really told him, like, yeah, like stop like this is it like it's over like, right. who do you give a shit about yeah do you love me or obi-wan <laughs> <laughs> i i i almost think a, a vader series would be more interesting than another obi-wan series well, i mean let me tell you some of the comic books that they've done over the years that are, are vader focused are, are just so excellent because like but you but just... but vader is the one thing that can't change with disney right now and they're using him so smart because he's a force of nature. Anytime you see Darth Vader, he is a horror movie villain who is going to who's going to fucking kill you. And, that, and they're doing a great job with that. They made him very scary in this show. Like right. and I, they are preserving that for yeah. sure. I think that they're smartly preserving the idea that he has to be so fucking scary and that we can only enhance that scariness like. If you do a Vader show, he has to have some kind of character development where invariably he could become less scary. He needs to maintain a high level scariness. I, I don't know. I'm telling you, man. He does some, the, the, I, I guess, according to Frank, he does some pretty ratchet shit, right? He does some pretty ratchet shit. Like, <laughs> and, and just seeing. And this, also. Like, just seeing the pain, I think that's really what it is. It's like he reflects so much on, like, because he's he doesn't talk, right? <laughs> he's yeah. a man of few words. So like, you go panel to panel, and it's just it's it's again, it's just a mask. It's a drawn mask, and you get so much emotion and so much like, 
and then they'll have a flashback sequence of like this thing and then like he'll like you know shatter the screen on the fucking star destroyer because he's so pissed off like so maybe maybe obi-wan season two is really a vader show that obi-wan shows up in uh, maybe maybe a la boba fett a la boba fett <laughs> We'll see. But I, I'd also be interested to see more Palpatine Vader dynamic. I think that's what they're about to show in this new that new show, The Acolyte. I think that's what that's going to be about. It's going to be about bad guy apprenticeship. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. I think we'll that'll see. be. I think that could be cool. We'll see. Um, um, so what else? Uh, the other totally like other side of the show that we haven't talked about at all. Uh, the Grand Inquisitor, the other Inquisitors, Riva. These motherfuckers. Um, so, like, you know, again, this was, like, the bait-and-switch idea of, like, wait, did they just kill the Grand Inquisitor? But he shows up in Rebels. They can't, but, 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 no, he's not dead. Like, yeah. No no one dies in this show. No one really dies in this show. No, but, like, also, like. You got extra lives. If, they, if she was going to do that, like, do it against someone that we didn't think was dead gonna survive like like i don't know like it just doesn't make sense like i never thought for a second that he was dead because oh no but uh i I, well you have like idiots like beers like i don't know who this guy is (laughs) like what is his his deal i like the guy in the funny hat the the guy in the hat is actually he's probably my favorite but i also really liked um i liked the reva character i thought it was an interesting idea yeah, I thought that was a really interesting idea that she's like a former Jedi that like yeah. actually is like while she's like embracing the dark side, she's doing it for like a different reason. And like she actually wants to kill him. Yeah, Vader. I thought that was highly intriguing. Um, and I liked the dynamic of like all of them like being force users, but not being very good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. Well, I mean, that's, again, something that they show in the comic books. It's like they'll they scour the galaxy for fucking force users and like anyone that's too strong like a like obi-wan they want to murder anyone that's like maybe like sensitive in the force like we'll get you and we'll use you for our purposes yeah exactly uh yeah i liked their planet i thought their planet was very very fun yeah i i liked the imperial uh lady in that like when she's interacting as an Imperial. Yes. I liked her less when she was like a rebel person. I thought she was more fun when she was playing an Imperial. Yeah. That whole uh, like, heist, heist breakout is good. Well, cause then there's like a second where you're like, wait a sec. Are you actually a bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so, I mean, I think like, they there are a few avenues that they can explore obviously in this show like yeah you can talk more about obi-wan and 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 vader like another season of them there's more potential with reva like we're, what we can see with her next or like the the burgeoning rebellion like will we see you know what happens next there like there, there are some options but i i didn't get the feeling like that they were planning to explore this era that much more i mean we're going into andor so maybe they will tie in somehow but um it does feel like they're still heavily leaning into the post return of the jedi era for their other shows yeah uh what a world to live in is there any more star wars content coming out this year 
So yeah, Andor is coming out at the end of the month or end of August. At the August. end of this month? End of August. August. Which seems so soon. Yeah. That's so soon. But it, so like, it's gonna it's a I, lot of episodes, right? Well, what's unclear to me is is it is season one a lot of episodes or is it like split between season one and two? I don't, I don't know. It seems like it's probably going to run for a while. Um, I think Bad Batch comes out later this year. Unclear, but I think that's it. Star Wars related. And then Mando and Ahsoka are next year, right? Yes. yes. But no, no, and no feature until 2024. TBD. If Taika's movie gets made, right? I don't. I, I, I don't think so. I I almost think no feature. Think no, so. no feature. I mean, so what? Twenty nineteen was the last feature. Yeah. Like, let's talk twenty twenty nine. Ten years. Wasn't like Patty Jenkins supposed to make a movie? Also, I, I think that they like had dead. some like. And also, who did you to see? see did you see Wonder Woman two? That movie is a piece of shit. Movie bombed and. That movie is for. that movie is garbage and and no she should not be allowed to direct Star Wars. I think that they I think Star Wars needs like a farm system like the Yankees. <laughs> you know like they should be recruiting new filmmakers and like there should be like a Star Wars academy where like if you think you're a good enough pr- creative or filmmaker you like apply and they're like all right like you're in fucking stormtrooper boot camp. You yeah. have to kill Star, a fucking Star Wars Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, yes. like, well, like the thing that like I'm I'm a little nervous about to be honest with you is like when they were talking about how everything was going to lead up to an event, right? Like we're oh, they're doing Heir to the Empire. We know that. We sure, about but, this. sure, but sure, I mean, but we did talk about this. But like, I would almost hope that like maybe they would make that a feature. They will. They, yeah, I think that they will. And, and so, like, if like if the content's there and they know where they're going and, like, Favreau and Filoni are behind it, they just need to get someone to shoot it. Someone but, that's competent. Ladies and gentlemen, Heir to the Empire is probably the most beloved uh, uh, Timothy Zahn. Um, it's Zahn, right? Yes. A Timothy Zahn Star Wars extended universe novel um, that ties in a lot of great characters and Grand Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn. So they think that, you know, maybe they'll be leading these guys up to kind of a new interpolation of what that storyline could have been. And yes. yeah, because otherwise, I don't know if they're getting back Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Um, also, nope. last thing I'll end on. I heard, and maybe you heard about this too, ZB, that like they're about to give Lucasfilm is trying to get Millie Bobby Brown or maybe trying to get Millie Bobby Brown. Do you think they would do a Leia show? You think that's what she's being courted for? I think she's being courted for a young teenage Leia show, maybe like two or three seasons about her, like being in the Senate, like, like Harry Potter, but also politics. Eh. You can't tell about making a face. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I think, I, I don't know what it could be about, but like, I think that they yeah. I heard that, that she was looked at for a lot of money from star Wars. Yeah, I did. I did see that pop up. Um, what's it for? I don't know. I mean, could be. I suppose. Could be. Maybe it's something original and creative. But you're right. I mean, they they kind of have to get on the Marvel roller coaster if they want to keep making this content. Otherwise, making all this stuff out of timeline or out of limbo is just going to be like 
wait, like you're going to take away from, you know, anyone that's not a diehard Star Wars fan, you know, which is probably what this stuff already is. But the idea that, you know, you have to watch so much content to even understand one episode or season of this um, is going to be an interesting battle. So, um, yeah, I don't You're know. Right. We'll see. We'll see if they get this all on on a uh, fast track to, to something a little more cohesive. <sighs> cohesive. Because they did it. They did it with the features. <laughs> it was one. It wasn't one story. Um, well, Obi Wan Kenobi's, Obi Wan Kenobi twos. Um, what a great time we had hanging out. Thank you for coming on and talking with us, Matt. This was awesome. Of course, always here to jabber and talk Star Wars. Uh, any final thoughts, Franks? I mean, I loved it. Like, I had such a, I had such a <laughs> it's great your time. favorite character. Yeah, like we didn't mention that enough. Obi Wan, like, you're you cosplay as Obi Wan. You love Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, well. <sighs> Yes, he's my favorite. I, I mean, I also love, love Vader. Like, Vader is just so awesome. Um, so, like, this was just like bread and butter. Like, I could eat bread and butter all day. <laughs> we notice. <laughs> we notice. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I had a great time. It, it was, there were so many moments that I just, like, got the feels. Uh, so, I, I I would be down for more. Um, I definitely got to rewatch it. Like, what's wrong with me? Um yeah. And um, but yeah, it, it's like, I mean, we oh, fuck like we, we glossed over it, but like they fucking got Liam Neeson back. <laughs> like, like for a second. Right. For like a I, second, I, I like, kind of wanted a little more, which was maybe being greedy. But like, I guess that I guess they really are maybe keeping the window open. I mean, they well, just got to walk out of the sunset together, holding hands. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I get the feel like Liam Neeson's a kind of a hard guy to get. Is he so, though? Is he? The only thing that's hard about it is I think you got to get him in the chair to put the wig on. <laughs> like, I yeah. think that's part of the complicated part. Like, he can't easily zoom that in. I don't you know. know? He, he makes pretty, like, C to B movies these days. I, you well, know. I, oh, I think he's definitely gettable. I, I he's think gettable. That, I think that it's more that his, like, personality is hard is, is what I mean. Like, he's kind of, like, over it. You know, it's well, he's also now a controversial figure after he decided yes. he was going to be a vigilante <laughs> and like and that he felt the need to tell the story on the radio. Wait, um, what? What is this? He's Batman. Of, a couple of years ago, ladies and gentlemen, and, and this is I'm sorry for telling you uh, a couple of years ago, Liam Neeson, I think, was living in London or living in Scotland and something had happened to a lady friend of his. And she had complained that it was, you know, probably uh, a um, a black person who had done this. So then on for whatever reason, Liam Neeson is doing, I think, satellite radio. And he feels like the need to tell this story about how he went out and carried a gun around his like local town, like looking for this guy, trying to find him. And then after after two weeks of doing this, he kind of came to and decided he shouldn't be doing this and that he was wrong and being racist after he had been doing it for two weeks and almost killed the guy. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a weird thing for him to do. So 
like, he was like, particular set of skills. Yeah, he just probably thought, he's like, oh, I do this all the time. I can just go out and do this in the world. Uh, yeah, I, 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 oh, man. So, but yes, they got, we got Liam Neeson back. I agree. I wanted more of him. I think he, his voice lends to so many cool voiceover things that you would think would be the easier thing to get him for. Put him in the fucking booth with the headphones on and right. they read had the lines. Read they the lines. had him all season just teasing him along. Be like, Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting then, close, Obi-Wan. And then, like, yeah, you just kind of get warmer, him for one. Warmer. <laughs> colder, colder. Yeah, you just kind of get him for one one line or one or well, two lines. Can we, can we get, like, Yoda? Like, what about that? Yeah. Yoda on Dagobah? Maybe, maybe that's what they, maybe that's what they could be building to. Because they have to communicate, right? They have to communicate at some point. I, no, I don't think so. I don't no? think that, how does, how does, what does Yoda use to communicate in his little hut? Does he have like a radio that he turns on? Well, the force. well no, I mean the force, the force, fucker, the force. But they never show that they use the force to talk like that in the original well, movies. But I'm saying that, but at some, what, that once Obi-Wan dies, he's like, I'm going to show up to Dagobah, and that's when they start talking about the next plan. Do you think that they had? Let me ask Zebi. Do you think that they had like the Force Skype calls, like in Last Jedi, between Obi Wan and Yoda? I think that could be part of the training that um, Qui Gon is trying to teach Obi Wan because Qui Gon yep. really got it. He's talking to Obi Wan, and and Yoda has to do it too. Right. Shit. All right. So so they they have a Skype call with with a dead guy. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're plugged in. <laughs> Guess what? I'm a ghost. <laughs> I, I think it could be fun. I think that could be fun of just like, I we would also just watch if it was just like them talking, right? We would, right? You know, like they I don't mean, even it, have to it, fight. Like they don't have to fight anybody. And Yoda's like, a I, much easier character to bring back too than yeah. you know someone like a Luke. And just like and, watch him eat lizards all day. Uh, yeah. He's just like, take naps, like... take Yoda naps. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like, like, maybe he's got a nice swing or something over like the swamp. Take... <laughs> well, we can see him craft his like new walking stick. Ugh. He's just like <laughs> whittling. Yeah. Just <laughs> <whittling>. <laughs> oh, oh my God. We're he... off the rails now, guys. It's, a, it's really, it's really far away, but Hey man, I think it, I think Star Wars is is alive and well. The marketing campaign for this was great, but there are no toys. There are no toys for this show at all, because I think they sold no toys for Boba Fett. <laughs> they sold nothing okay. for Boba Fett. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just like Star Wars toys, they're all the same. Just get another Darth Vader toy, another Obi Wan toy. Yeah, I, I gotta get a good. Uh, I would like to get a good uh, Black Series Obi Wan. And I think it would be also super fun to have a whole set of Black Series Stormtroopers and, like, mm. make them do funny things and take pictures of them. Yeah. I'd probably they did like some to brutal th- some brutal things to Stormtroopers in this show. They really do. They, they've they been pretty brutal to st- Stormtroopers over the last couple of years. They're getting blown up and beaten in new ways we've never seen before. Yeah. Well, they're finally, like, starting to show how it's like, oh, yeah, no, these aren't clones anymore. Like, we got the, the Tamara Morrison, like, clone guy yeah, yeah, yeah. on the street so like oh that was there was also another one there was also another tomorrow morrison on a on a a speeder on tatooine there was yes there was 
There's two Tamara Morrisons. Shit. And like a young, and like even like a more Boba Fetty looking one. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Like balded, like more regular, you know? Huh. I don't okay. know. All right, guys. Well, this has been Obi Wan. It was a great podcast. I think we got to everything. If we didn't, let us know. As always, you could find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LLH Podcast. You could check out the website www.flongaustrios.net. You could check us out, um, you know, on all of the great uh, podcasting apps: Apple, Stitcher, Google, uh, Spotify, what have you. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on again, Matt. Super fun. And thank you. you Be well. Uh, Franks. Always great. Always great to be here. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Be well. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. And also with you. (laughs) 